Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, si, senor. It's a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Pump that music up, Michael. It's an information party. <laughs> and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Truth-free narratives. That's a good one. It's utterly unimportant whether something is true. All that matters is that it's popular to say it. Yeah, I remember, geez, a couple of years ago, people talking about a post-truth world. We're, we're definitely in that. It's weird. It's, yeah. all, it's all a narrative world. And whether your story sounds better or reaches the right number of people, yeah, it's good stuff right there. You know, I'm pretty proud of that one, although I was really hoping some obscure Florida you know, Democratic congressperson would be caught running an offshore bare-knuckle boxing ring or something like that that we could make fun of for a while, but no such luck. Although I do have an important Matt Gates update. Hey, Joe, you remember we were down there. We went past the goat farm. We dipped mm. our hands in glue, then glass, and then we started uh, betting on underground <laughs> fights. You remember, right? We were there. <laughs> I don't remember that or the context at all. I glue just, and glass. I just had a guy uh, uh, on the way to work uh, meander into my lane, you know, the way some people do. Sure, like yeah. really slow, no signal or anything like just, just you can't even tell if they're actually doing it on purpose or if they're just weaving. But they yeah. just kinda just kinda move over there like that. I lay on my horn and everything like that. Um and then get around this person and it's a it's a beat up like eight hundred dollar windowless white van with one yeah. headlight. And I nice. thought if you're a cop, you come up with a reason to pull that over, right? And you will find something going on there. Yes. Yeah, oh, beyond question. Somebody driving 40 miles an hour on the freeway, one light in an $800 car, just drifting about. Drifting around and everything like that. I thought, yeah. oh, I wonder what's going on in there. Yeah. Something exciting. Yeah. Something untoward. Um, anyway, I am on Team Moderna. Team Pfizer sucks. You oh, suck. Yeah, you wish you were a Team Pfizer guy. You're just jealous. You suck. I'm Team Moderna. <laughs> So does this mean I got to find the J and J so we can have them all represented? As I got my shot yesterday, which I'm happy about. I'm but I, I'm unhappy in the way that it happened. It happened in a completely random, I got lucky sort of way. That's not the way we should be doing it. A year into this thing, all the official ways that I was told to go by, you know, the news or the government or whatever, have not panned out at all. So how, what'd you do? How'd you make it happen? Somebody we know said, yeah, I was in my local mom and pop, uh, pharmacy. They have a, like a little tiny, you know, off brand pharmacy. It's just run by a family. And it reminds a, me of yesteryear. That's charming. Yeah, tiny little place with like one aisle. And they said, yeah, I was in there the other day and they said they, they've been running, uh, they, they got extras at the end of the day. You know, come on in at the end of the day if you want. And they told me about that. And I called yesterday, got on the list yesterday afternoon. They called me. I went in. There was nobody there. The entire thing took like four minutes. Wow. The five different official channels that I had gone through that took much longer to fill out the forms online than that entire process took. Yes. Um, have gotten me nothing. 
And I just, that, like I said, I'm happy I got the vaccine. I just, I'm unhappy the way it happened. And it seems weird to me with all the bellyaching about equity and stuff like that. The way it's coming out now is somebody with a flexible schedule with money and a car and the internet and a little time has got way better, better chance. And, you know, in a certain level of education uh, to try to figure out where the pharmacy are, pharmacies are and everything like that, you just have a better chance. I mean, it's like it's designed to have an inequitable result. Man, that's amazing. If you don't I went through the com- official process. I did the same thing. I filled out all the forms online. Then they made me fill them out again, even though I had submitted them when I was there. And I said, why? They said, well, for the hospital. I'm like, what? Well, make them a copy. And then the whole process took like an hour and 45 minutes standing just, in lines. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it just brutal. seems it just seems to me that it's it's going to be less equitable now in terms of if you're concerned about income or people of color or uneducated or what or whatnot. As, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I can't uh, believe that this is the way it ended up after a year. The hardest part, the, the, the genius part, the moonshot part, it did that easy. America did that easy. Got the vaccine going. The how to get it to people couldn't have really failed a lot more than we did. And old Uncle Joe Biden wants to put that same group of people who are running, getting the shots out, in charge of everything, in charge of most of the economy, or certainly a bigger chunk than ever before. Yeah, we're actually going to have uh, Craig Gottwalls on later. He's an expert in, in healthcare, and where we're screaming toward the government taking over healthcare. And I just everything you do, from having a baby to getting your PET scan for your cancer to everything else, will be just like the rollout of this shot when the government takes over. Uh, is my fear, and three times as expensive. Well, so raising their to... prices on prescription drugs. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to have to like call the chemotherapy place every afternoon at four to see if they have any left. Yeah, exactly. Oh my! They, God. they were sitting around twiddling their thumbs at this pharmacy. There wasn't another human being in the place. Oh, for goodness! As they're sakes. waiting at the end of the day to uh, to have people show up to get their shots. And like I said, I was on four or five different lists where I uh, uh, it, they have no way of knowing that I haven't got the shot. So it'll be interesting for me to find out when I'm ever contacted by the official list. Right, right. Or just go in and get six or seven of them just to make sure. Every time they call, show up. For those of you who have concerns about getting the shot, I do have some pain in the arm. I can't see much out of my left eye. I kind of have a dribble of blood coming out of each ear. I believe one of those things. My left leg has gone numb. (laughs) Still at one. (laughs) I got a fever about 107. But other than nice. that, not really no side effects. Oh, and my stool. Let's not even get started. Oh, that's that. <laughs> Which reminds me, and, and I saw the headline, and I thought, no, no, no. And then I started reading, and I quickly came to, yes, 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 the good folks at Mental Floss. Do you know that magazine slash website, Jack? It's fabulous for kids. It's uh, science and thinking and all for kids. It's wonderful. But the folks at Mental Floss uh, enlisted a number of scientists to uh, analyze who would have the bigger poops, King Kong or Godzilla. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, i got to tell my kids about that today. <laughs> I'll send you the link just so they have it, but we can talk about it. Freaking awesome. Uh, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. That's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, rolling up his sleeves if he ever gets the vaccine. How are you this morning, Michael? I just took the kick me sign off my back. I forgot it was April 1st. My wife uh, gave me a hug on the way out the door. And <laughs> just want to say, very funny, honey. So I got I just, a lot of beautiful. laughs for the last half hour. <laughs> yeah, April Fool's Day is stupid unless you're a child. But um, I was going to text my son today. Now that he's got his watch, I can text him on. 
that, hey, hey, I got a different car. I'll be picking you up in a yellow PT Cruiser today. So look for me. He will, he will find that quite hilarious. <laughs> Is that some sort of inside joke between you fellows? Kind, or of, what? kind of, yes. Okay. He's really yeah. into cars, and he's at that age where he's easily embarrassed around uh, his, uh, his peers and stuff like that. Ah, oh, that's yeah. the, that's, that's the only reason I ever want kids, is to embarrass them in front of their peers. I would have a junker with a with a four mismatched primer colored doors with a with one of those like a uh, Rodney Dangerfield style horns on it to pick up my kid <laughs> only to pick up my kids out from school in like and the, then you'd park it like the fabulous movie Uncle Buck yes um there is positive Sean whose smile lights up the room how are you Sean doing quite well and uh, just forewarning it is the day of fools it is April the first uh, and I just want to remind everyone. The sage advice of the patron saint of fools, Mr. T, and that the proper response when engaging with fools is pity. Pity. <laughs> pity the fools. <laughs> the patron saint of April Fools. Wow. Mr. T. Yes. <laughs> the only emotion uh, you should have toward them. Pity. <laughs> pity the fools. I, I hear that. Anybody who tries to get you with an April Fools joke, just, I pity you. God, I, I heard one uh, this morning already with somebody, and I thought, it's that's just... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never understood the point. Okay, we have a relationship in which I trust you, and now you've told me something semi-believable, and I and I still trusted you, and then you uh, say, "No, it was a lie." Okay, and now you're uh, lighten up, Francis. Uh, you know, it's funny. Last night at dinner, uh, Judy says, "So, are you guys doing anything on the show for April Fool's Day?" I say, "No, never. We wouldn't. We don't do that." And she then she said, "Well, what about the year you did this?" And then there was the year yeah. you did that. Oh yeah, back in our a, wacky radio DJ days, we've done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right, in fact, I was a victim. Was, was that the one where we staged the argument and one of us stormed out? And yeah, both, we both, both stormed of us out did yeah. and left Michael alone. I had been on the show for about a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Michael alone with the radio show. <laughs> that was funny. Oh uh, yeah, because we you were trusted pretty... us and you believed us, <laughs> right? And we lied to you. <laughs> And put you in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. At work. <laughs> at work, yes. With your livelihood at stake. How funny is that? Brought an innocent young man to near tears, basically. Yes. <laughs> we uh, we reported live from a giant parade once for like an hour. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we were downtown for the big whatever parade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with sound effects and everything. That was uh, fun. Good times. More innocent times. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Thursday, April 1st, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty. We approve of this program. Here we go, then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. That $2.2 trillion, $2.25 over eight years, I have serious concerns that it's not enough. Yeah, Rachel Maddow was on, uh, or um, uh, that's AOC, was on with Rachel Maddow last night saying we need to go $10 trillion. And uh, the analysis of that afterwards was, does she represent that wing of the party? Are they all thinking that? As in, is Biden going to have some pushback from the AOC crowd that this isn't even close to big enough? In addition yeah. to trying to wrangle in some uh, some Republican votes, and, and I, I don't have any idea. No, I, don't, I doubt it. I mean, they might push, but they're going to sign whatever or vote for whatever ends up being there at the finish line. Whatever gigantic socialist turning America into France garbage. What, you don't care about bridges there. and roads? That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The term human infrastructure is yeah. an interesting one. As I warned you, they would call everything infrastructure in the infrastructure well they're they're way better than my side at uh, spinning these things i wish my side was as good as that side i wish we had the bulk of the media um anyway how's mailbag look 
Oh, it's very good. Very nice. Cool. I'll get to all that stuff. Um, keep an eye on me for uh, weird side effects from my uh, team. Team Moderna. Woo! Pfizer sucks. Woo! Madopa, please. Only an idiot would take that shot. You know what shot I got? The one they had when I got there. That's <laughs> the one I went ahead and got. Uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I thought of my April Fool's joke for my other son, so my nine-year-old, who just realized he can text from his iPod, we kept that a secret, but I'm going to text him on his iPod, did you hear Joe Biden just outlawed Minecraft? That's what I'm going to tell my nine-year-old. Nice. (laughs) Nice. This is Joe Biden's America, son. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy is right. What I I misplaced what I was going to... Man, I'm... Mailbag. So somebody ruined 15 million doses of the J&J vaccine? That sucks. More on that later. Wow, that's nutty. That's a mistake. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, Albert Einstein, of all people. Sent along by uh, Ian and Tijuana. Tijuana. Blind belief in authority is the greatest enemy of truth. I would agree. Well, let's see. Why don't we go with... Uh, and that's something that one. happens to yourself. Is that what he's talking about? Um. Uh, yes, I suppose so. That's something you have to watch out in your own life. Yeah, it happens societally, though, too. If sure. You, if, yeah. If that sort of thing is enforced, then it's the greatest enemy of truth. da 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 Ah, uh, Margot, so glad to be in Tennessee, writes, I think she's a former Cal Unicornian, perhaps. Um, just today, Facebook bowing to the sons of Goebbels at Media Matters have for a second time removed an interview with the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, with the following juvenile email. So it's an email about an email. Hi, folks, we're reaching out to let you know we removed content from Laura Trump's Facebook page that featured President Trump speaking. In line with the block we placed on Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts, further content posted in the voice of Donald Trump will be removed and result in additional limitations on the accounts. That is astounding. It is. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's crazy. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, Anonymous. After ele- this on the topic of uh, her local school district, keeping in mind now, there are private schools all over America, wide open, operating safely. Guys, after 1,100 parents joined our Facebook page, there's the evil Facebook again, uh, her local school district, Parents for Open Schools group, many phone calls, public comments, rallies, threatening to sue. Our local school board finally voted to allow our kids to go back full-time five days a week. The law firm that sued the state in the San Diego case has been doing live events, writing letters, and providing help to school districts around the state. Can't believe we had to beg, plead, and demand that our kids get back to the classroom. Thanks for keeping the topic on the forefront. We're now fighting for recess and P.E. Oh, boy. Yeah. Isn't that something? Uh, it's, it's, be, it's beyond something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy, the this lack one... of media coverage on this is just, I'll, I'll never get over it. 
Yeah, yeah. I've got a great email, but it's so serious. I mean, it's almost heartbreaking. Maybe we'll get to it later when I'm in the mood. Uh, the guy who was caught with all those guns in the stores. I've been hanging on to this for a, uh, in the store the other day. Um, but he didn't shoot anybody. He was just walking around with body armor and a bunch of guns and all. Well, he, he went into a bathroom with all of it and then came out with it all on and they arrested him. Somebody saw right. him walk in with it on and, our, you know, we were wondering if, if, if somebody hadn't seen him walk in with the suitcase and the stuff, what would have happened? Would we have had 15 more dead and another conversation about, you know, gun laws and right. white right. supremacy well, and who knows what else? I asked those in the know, where do we go from here? What happens with this guy? What's, what's he charged with? Uh, what should we know? A couple of great responses. Uh, retired law enforcement here. Here's what I'd assume what is happening. Uh, uh, I imagine search warrants would be issued. His house, car, everything will be searched. His computer, phone, tablet, forensic searches to see if there's any indication that he was planning an attack, mass homicide event. His charges will then be amended to reflect that. At the time of his capture, they can only charge him with what they have at that time, unless he discloses more in an interrogation. Keep an eye on the case, see what transpires. And then I need to shove this one in, too, because uh, Scott writes, uh, guys, here's what you need to know. The man had a concealed uh, uh, carry concealed permit that allowed him to carry the pistols legally, and it is not illegal to carry long arms open or concealed huh. in Georgia. And Publix has no policy against carrying firearms in their store. That's why he wasn't charged with anything greater than he was. He wasn't actually breaking any laws. Also, significantly, he's a black man, which may be part of why it hasn't been talked ah, about more. It doesn't fit the narrative. Definitely plays a role. Definitely plays a role. Bearded white guy, that story is everywhere. Great stuff, Scott. Thanks. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You and your colleagues may say $2.25 trillion is a starting point, but this needs to be a, a bigger bill. This needs to get larger before the Senate even gets a look at it. Is that fair to ex- expect that oh. that may be the way this goes? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if we could wave a magic wand and there and progressives in the House were able to name any number and get it through, um, which obviously isn't the case, but if we're looking at ideals and what we think is the actual investment, we're talking about realistically uh, $10 trillion over 10 years. And um, I know that may be an eye-popping figure for some people. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it is. Um, uh, first uh, thing I noticed with AOC is I was watching her Instagram yesterday. The camera loves her. Man, the, the camera, the little camera on your phone or your computer does not love me. I mean, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm starting from a deficit to begin with, and then the camera takes it down several notches. Whereas, like, AOC looks like a fashion model on the cover of Elle magazine every time she turns her phone around on herself. It's just amazing. But anyway. Um, yes. Looks like a child, sounds like a child. Her yeah. comments on the border, by the way, just it, uber idiotic and woke. We'll uh, feature those a little bit later on. And we got she got some... them real eyes. Oh, yeah, she got them. She got them. And so we got some more Matt Gates stuff, or is there anything new on that? Or... Oh, yeah, that's right. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, a pretty significant update, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to say all will be revealed, but more, much more, will be revealed in the next segment of the A&G Extravaganza. And also, if you thought a Major the Dog biting someone again in the White House was bad, now some of his anti-cat tweets from previous episodes. <laughs> How beautiful. I stole that joke, but I thought that was hilarious. That is a really good joke from 10 years ago. Um, 
Uh, so the president, President Biden, rolled out his infrastructure plan yesterday that is many trillions of dollars. And it is one of the biggest spending things in the history of spending on planet Earth. Now, it's called an infrastructure bill. McConnell, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, says only 6% of it is about infrastructure. I would guess that he's uh, shading that you know, further than some reasonable people might call it. But I, I would, you know, if, if if he's calling it 6%, the real number is certainly way, 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 way less than half. I was going to say, for the purposes of the argument, I would uh, gladly triple that number. Let's yeah. say it's an awesome, bloated 18% of the bill. Yeah. Come on. And I warned you about this. I warned you. They're going to call it an infrastructure bill. It's going to be bigger than the moon, and they're going to claim everything is infrastructure to cram it in. Well, for instance, there's a hundred billion dollars for racial and gender equity in the job market. Ah. I don't know what that is. Uh, that sounds to me like money that will just be urinated away and have done no good for anything. But it certainly isn't building a bridge or a road. It will be given to people who promise to deliver Democrat votes for the rest of their natural lives. There's a ton of that sort of stuff in there, and then there's a ton of uh, the, the, the you know portions of the Green New Deal that are being rolled into it. So economic advisor Jared Bernstein was uh, doing the circuit yesterday, uh, selling this gargantuan, bloated Francification of America. And uh, let's start with clip 14 there, Sean. This isn't all about infrastructure at all. There are billions to increase access to Medicaid, revitalize manufacturers, prepare for p- future pandemic. Could you please explain the reasoning there? Yeah, I mean, the if you think about areas where this country really is missing some key aspects of uh, of life that people face on a daily basis. Some of it has to do with roads and bridges. Some of it has to do with uh, uh, access to clean energy and water. And some of it has to do with, frankly, missing a, a child care sector that's accessible and affordable, missing a sector where, where elderly people can get the kind of care they need. That's part of the social infrastructure or the health care infrastructure of the country as well. So we see that as very legitimate uh, in terms of uh, of, of helping people get to where they need to be. Yes, the infrastructure bill has a lot of talk about social infrastructure and human infrastructure, which are new terms to me. Yeah, call it the aspects of life bill. This covers every aspect of life because of the life infrastructure. Uh, again, the, the 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 that side is way better at messaging and getting stuff done than than my side is. Calling it the COVID relief. Uh, project and then having you know ninety percent of it be about things other than COVID that just mm-hmm. went through and now this infrastructure bill it's going to be about all kinds of kinds of things that aren't infrastructure and people barely pay attention and uh, people are siloed in the media they take in and uh, it'll probably be popular. Yeah, I think the other lesson is that lying works. Frankly, <laughs> uh, Shepard Smith actually did a pretty good job of uh, grilling Jared Bernstein. Let's run fifteen. Jared, the president says he plans to pay for this in part by raising the corporate income tax to 28 percent from 21 percent. Is that realistic, that number? You know, critics say it makes it harder for U.S. companies to compete with the foreign ones and that raising that rate could hurt hiring wages. Your response. 
Yeah, no, I don't buy that critique. In fact, we've had corporate rates that have been higher than that in periods where uh, our, our corporate sector has been been highly uh, uh, profitable and competitive. So I think it's much less a matter of the rate and much more a matter of um, many of the loopholes that this plan also uh, goes after, particularly in the international sector. You know, we just think there's too much uh, energy wasted trying to find tax havens and engage in tax avoidance and book your income in one place and your, your deductions in another place. By closing down those loopholes, not only do we raise necessary revenue, but we cut away at some of the excess profitability that really hasn't contributed much to investment in this country in recent decades. A lot of corporate power <laughs> pushing back. We'll see. Yeah, excess profitability. That's a fun term. <laughs> Terms like that and, uh, and, and human infrastructure... Yeah, And uh, equity in the workplace, these are all very, very scary terms to me. So the dispatch reporting that it was 25 years ago in January that Bill Clinton announced that the uh, it was the, the era end. of big government is over. And um, uh, that was from a Democrat. Uh, we are clearly back into the era of big government in a big, big way and maybe the biggest way ever. So Bruce Rydell, who's often quoted on this stuff uh, about costs from the Manhattan Institute, said Biden is relying on gimmicks of eight years of spending to be paid for by 15 years of taxes. That's what always happens with these packages. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they, they, they do the math on the, the spending part as a small number, and then the paying for it part is a very, very big number. And as he said here, the spending always gets renewed at the end of the eight-year period. So the program is going to run deficits. It's part of the biggest peacetime spending spree we've seen since the Great Society. Uh, that's in the 60s with LBJ, and depending on how you do the math, it's the biggest thing since FDR. And then if you add it together with all the other, the other almost $6 trillion that we've spent since the pandemic started, then you're at the biggest spending in the history of the world in that period of time. Correct. Yeah. The dishonesty of it really bothers me and the fact that he'll get away with it. Credit to Shepard Smith for pushing back a little bit. Most of the mainstream media coverage has been pretty, uh, you know, just a bootlicky. Although the Washington Post also said critics of Biden's plan and even some of its supporters have raised questions whether all the spending in the plan is truly needed, whether the tax increases on corporations are excessive, and why the White House is using an unusual accounting approach to capture the deficit impact, which, Jack, you were just uh, discussing. It's just, once again, they've used the fact that both sides of the aisle have long said, we got to get together on infrastructure. we got to take care of the roads and the bridges and the ports and the airports so commerce can flow smoothly. Uh, it's, it's all of us pitching in. It's a justified uh, use of government, activity of government. A lot, most people agree. Practically everybody agrees on that. So now they put together this just horrendous social engineering francification bill and call it infrastructure. It's just, it's just annoying. It's, it's annoying how many people buy it. How many people buy it? It's human infrastructure, Joe, and societal right. infrastructure. Um, and, I, uh, and climate infrastructure, and uh, elderly infrastructure, and child care infrastructure, and uh, giving money to my cronies infrastructure. I heard somebody make the argument yesterday, too, when there was some pushback about the, the taxes being so far out, you know, uh, to pay for the darn thing. And... Um, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like you do with your credit card. You take a fabulous vacation now and you pay for it for the next 20 years <laughs> on your monthly payments. But, uh, as if you won't have any needs, you know, 17 years from now. Yeah. Or want to go on a nice vacation 15 years from now. Right. Um, I heard one of the pushbacks yesterday, 
uh, on the spending being so far out there, and they said, well, shouldn't the people that are going to benefit from these new roads and bridges, bridges being the ones who are paying for them, as opposed <laughs> to the people now? I don't know. Okay. Wow, so they're now actually <laughs> trying to justify on moral terms sticking our kids and grandkids with our spending. Yeah, it's my grandchildren that are going to enjoy driving over that bridge, so why am I supposed to pay for it? Oh, my God. They're going to pay for their new bridge. Well, I've just wow, made this... the decision for them before they're even born. This is a different era. For Up until now, the tradition was you don't even admit that's happening. You pretend like it's not. Now you justify it. That's crazy. I give Biden credit for saying yesterday, hey, we're not tinkering around the edges here. This is big. We're going huge on this. You know, he's not trying to pretend it's not huge. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's the bring along the left also. Um, So coming up, major publication taking the Matt Gates is being blackmailed and extorted story from yesterday. We talked about the Florida congressman. Uh, who is on Shepard Smith, memorably. Uh, major Tucker publication. Carlson. Tucker Carlson, my my mistake. Um, uh, they're taking it very seriously and have new reporting on it. And Tucker Carlson did not mention a word of it, which was interesting. I, I was shocked. Yeah. I, thought I was waiting least, on the edge of my seat. I thought he would at least reference it. Yeah, yeah. So the major update coming up in moments. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Who, first of all, who is this Department of Justice former employee who's trying to extort the money from you, you say? His name is David McGee. He was a top official in the leadership in the Northern District of Florida as a prosecutor. He currently works at the Beggs and Lane Law Firm. As a matter of fact, one of the recordings that was made at the FBI and Department of Justice request occurred at that law firm, and the money that was supposed to be paid today that would have shown even more evidence of David McGee's work in this extortion scheme, that was foiled by the New York Times story, and I believe that's why this, uh, this horrible information and these terrible allegations have been used this evening. So convoluted, so complicated, so many questions yesterday, and we had a lot of fun with it. Florida Representative Matt Gates going on Tucker Carlson and trying to explain why there's an investigation into him possibly transporting a 17-year-old across state lines for sexual purposes. And he says it was a an extortion scam for $25 million from his family. And, and it was all very fishy and odd and difficult to track with. And, sure. you know, generally speaking, when that's the case, you're thinking the guy doing the uh, the jib jab there is full of baloney. <laughs> that's certainly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, now I have not had time to go back to the source materials on this, but this is from the New York Post citing a bunch of other publications. The alleged extortion plot against Florida Rep. Matt Gates apparently involved two men blackmailing him with details about an alleged orgy with prostitutes in an effort to get his dad, Matt Gates' dad, to cough up $25 million to, gets even more complicated, to help rescue American hostage Robin, Robert Levinson from Iran. Yeah, so I saw that, and then I didn't go any further than that, so... So my cause is I really want to get this person out of Iran. Mm-hmm. And I think, how could I do this? 
Let me see. I know. I'll extort some young playboy, and I'll say, I'll let everybody know about your uh, sex life unless you give me $25 million so I can get my friend out of Iran. Yes. That's what they did? Seems like a good idea. What could possibly go wrong? The man, according, uh, I'm sorry, the man, former federal prosecutor David McGee and ex-Air Force intelligence officer Bob Kent allegedly claimed that the FBI had photos of Gates in a, quote, sexual orgy with underage prostitutes, according to the Washington Examiner's reporting. They asked his dad, Don Gates, uh, who's got a big money, for money to be used to free Levinson in exchange for somehow getting the Department of Justice to drop its reported sex trafficking probe into the lawmaker, again, according to the Examiner. Uh, Levinson, you may or may not recall, is a former FBI and CAA contractor who vanished in Iran in 2007, and his family finally declared him uh, dead last year. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure they're right. The men who approached Gates' dad had no apparent connection to the sex crimes investigation, but somehow learned about it before it was made public. The Washington Post is reporting. So I saw the text. Is that a legit text? Ah, excellent question. The Examiner on Wednesday published a text message in a document that purport to show their pro- the uh, the bad guy's proposal to the older Gates, who is a prominent Florida Republican, again, with deep pockets. It's not clear if the outlet authenticated the documents or who provided them, but they show that Kent, former Air Force intelligence analyst, allegedly texted Don Gates in mid-March saying that he had a plan that could make his son's, quote, future legal and political problems go away, claiming that Levinson was still alive. Quote, I would like to talk to you immediately about the current federal investigation and the indictment that is about to be filed against your son. I have a plan that can make his future and legal and political problems go away. And then he says, we actually located Robert Levinson in Iran, took two proof-of-life videos. The U.S. government foiled our rescue attempt. We have one more opportunity to rescue Levinson. This is, I mean, this makes the Iran-Contra affair look like a simple transaction at the 7-Eleven. Interesting. So, yeah, and then they go into great detail of uh, they handed over a three-page document titled Project Homecoming that showed how they were going to get Levinson out, Levinson out as long as old man Gates coughed up $25 million. So I wonder how come Tucker didn't talk about it on a show last night. Um, uh, I wonder if he got contacted by who knows who in the government about, look, this is all kinds of a complicated legal case, and we're dealing with Iran, and we're dealing with lawyers going after Gates, and we're dealing with underage sex trafficking, and... So you got that friend of Gates's who turns out is all kinds of a weirdo. Have you been following that person? No, the tax no, collector I have not. person. Yeah, no. So he's got he's got a person. There's all kinds of pictures of with him and uh, and uh, they're close. And he has been convicted of all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, really? What sort? What brand? Boy, I saw that the. the uh, <laughs> a long, long list of every kind of like bribing and uh and, and threatening people and sex stuff and it's just wow. it's a really really long and complicated and sorted story kind of a stew of offensive so some of gates's offensive. friends have had uh have troubled histories yeah but, so i don't i don't have any idea where this story is going yeah you know i got a text the other matter day. that it doesn't matter that much to me i'm not into the whole uh, somebody's a hero for one side and a villain for other side thing as long as I'm amused and it's entertaining and it's interesting, that's fine. But in, in, in terms of his political career, it has no effect on me whatsoever. Right, right. That district will probably elect another good, strong Republican anyway. Um, yeah, you know, I got a, a text the other day saying that they had uh, embarrassing videos of me that they were going to reveal to my family and I'd have to pay him Bitcoin. 
Uh, they'd hacked into an account. They had my first name and last, and, and my, uh, I think it was a text. Was it a text or an email? I think it was an email. Um, and I, I just emailed. did a little... <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> um, you do, you do have embarrassing tape of me. It's mostly audio tape, but, um, and so I Googled around. Yeah, it's like a common scam. They hack into your email or some account you have. That's, you know, you hear about all those hacks. Uh, five million people's uh, information and passwords were, were, mm-hmm. were hacked. Uh, that's what they're doing with them. They're just, just sending out fairly crude blackmail attempt emails. Send us $500 in Bitcoin or whatever the hell it was. I didn't even read that far. Uh, but that's super common now, I guess. Mm. Well, I I assume the truth will come out in this story. So, I have had no orgies with under nor overaged prostitutes, as nor I, nor sweet spot aged prostitutes. So I have nothing to worry as about. As I've made clear over the years, I think orgies are disgusting, and I do not understand the appeal. Sounds a little judgy. <laughs> it really does, Sean. Sounds a little puritanical to me. Puritanical. What if the, what it's if so like gross. there's what if there's, there's a gross. long interview? There's a vetting process. There are like get acquainted dinner parties. <gasps> it's just, maybe a backyard barbecue or two before everybody strips down and then writhes like it's ancient Rome. What <laughs> percentage of people does that appeal to at all? Define an orgy. Th- throw me out a number of the percentage of people that I think you got to have at least eight. Eight? What were you going to go with, John? I was going to say five. <laughs> I was going to say four. <laughs> oh, really? No, that's a foursome. Huh? No, yeah, yeah, four. That, you're just two couples having yeah, a great night. you're just two couples who had too much wine. Yeah, yeah. I think I think once you get five, especially because now you're into odd numbers, uh, right? Odd there numbers is, are right. important. Yeah, right. like, I think you have crossed a line. There. Yeah, eight is wrong, so it's got to be seven or nine. Yeah, odd number <laughs> is clearly part of the whole orgy deal. So what percentage of the population finds that appealing? Yeah, I would guess... Single digits. I, I think you're wrong. Really? I don't I know. I think so. Can I get a hold of Pew or Gallup? I want to know this. Armstrong and Getty.